We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Start for the win. It's good. Shevsky takes flight as SGA plays through the contact, banks it in on the foul. What is up, Thunder fans? And welcome to the uncontested post game podcast. That is right. We are back with our first post game podcast uh, of the 2021 2022 season. Seems crazy. Um, but here we are to recap this game. We are a proud part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and the official podcast of SI Thunder. And I'm joined by none other than my good friend and co host, um, a hero and a saint, for joining me on this one. <laughs> Jacob Niffin. What's up? Um, before I get any further, speaking of Jacob, him and I will be out at uh, the Prairie Tap House. I so being a the the Tulsa the the Tulsin that I am, I always want to call it Prairie Brew Pub because we had a Prairie Brew, Brew Pub restaurant in Tulsa um, that kind of had a like partnership with the uh, Prairie Elves, and so they had like a little restaurant in Tulsa. Anyways, I keep wanting to call it that, but it's the Prairie Tap Room. Um, Jacob and I will be there Friday night for the Houston Rockets game, 7 p.m. Central Time. We're going to have a watch party. Really excited about it. it it's coming together greatly. Um, there's going to be food specials. We're going to, oh, he, he's giving you guys, a, a for those of you on the live stream, um, we have a sneak peek preview of the awesome decals slash stickers that our guy Justin put together. It's going to be a ton of fun. Food specials. Uh, your first beers on us, and we're going to have some giveaways. And not only that, but unlike tonight's game where the Thunder were playing a uh, you know quote unquote championship contender, they'll actually be playing against a team in a very similar boat as themselves. I think it's going to be competitive and a lot of fun. Jalen Green versus Giddy, uh, Shangoon versus JRE. It'll be a blast. So come out and join Jacob and I. We're really excited about it. Jacob, you have anything else to add? No, we're just we're super pumped. Um... Free stickers, free beer, immaculate vibes, fun basketball, <laughs> food the deals. The two most handsome hosts Hanging out, uncontested. I mean, what more could you ask for? <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be a blast. Like legit, we cannot wait. We are super excited, and we hope that you guys will come out. Bring your friends. Um, 
you know, it's Friday night, get off of work, come get a free beer, get some good food from a local place, help out a local restaurant in Magazine Table, uh, hang out at Prairie. They're going to have the big screen up. Taylor and I are actually going to post game pod from there. Yes. So you can hang out with us for the post game pod. Uh, should just be a really, really good evening. And we cannot wait to, to see all you guys out there. So, so come chill, uh, come say what's up to us, have a good time and enjoy some Thunder basketball. Like Taylor mentioned, I think it'll be a much more competitive game than tonight was. <laughs> well, that's a pretty good trans or this is actually a pretty good transition. Our, our guy Colin Reed on YouTube, um, longtime follower and listener has a pretty funny comment here. Whenever Jacob, or, or I think he means whatever Jacob and Taylor are going to provide, um, will be more assists Friday with the free beer than the Thunder all season. <laughs> We're going to rival Josh Giddy with those dimes on Friday. Oh, yeah, that's Dropping right. Dropping free beers all that across right. the, yeah. all across the, uh, Prairie. Ooh, yeah. It was a, it was a little rough, Jacob, just going through these stats. I mean, I, I haven't even mentioned the score yet. Obviously, uh, you guys can tell from our tone and our comments, the Thunder dropped their first game of the season. 107 to 86, 0 and 82. Still, still on, on the table. Still on the table. That's right. Tanking for uh, Chet or um, Chet Paolo the bed. Or, yeah, that's right. Chet the bed. <laughs> or it's going to be really or... hard to come up with a funny one for Paulo Bancaro. Yeah, that's I don't know uh, if we're going to find a, a rhyme for that one. Might have to stick with something like Duke that, that rhymes with Duke. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all that being said, Jacob, uh, it, it was a little rough tonight. Um, just some quick stats before we dive into some actual things from the game. The Thunder shoot 34 of 91, 37.4% <laughs> um, compared to the Jazz's 40 of 91, which wasn't much better, right? 44%. But the big one here um, from a shooting standpoint, the Thunder shot 35 threes. That's great. What was not great is they only, shot, they, they only made seven of them. That's 20% from the floor. Again, kind of interesting that Utah Jazz only uh, ended up, they were 29.8% from three. But uh, just a pretty poor shooting performances from both teams there. Now, one thing that was pretty apparent, I think, in the first half was, and, and something that we've talked about all preseason um, leading up into the season during the, this past offseason, um, was the lack of size that the Thunder have um, and, and allowing teams to be able to score in the paint. Mm -hmm. However, like when I'm looking at the rebounds, it, it, there was a pretty big uh, discrepancy there in the first half, but it ended up only being uh, in favor of Utah 59 to 58 in terms of rebounds. I thought that was interesting. I actually don't have points in the paints on uh, points in the paint on this app, although it wasn't pretty, but 14 turnovers for OKC, uh, 15 fouls compared to Utah's 19 fouls. They cleaned that up in the second half. That was a good improvement. Um, but again, not the prettiest performance. <laughs> Overall, yeah. from and this young Thunder team, as ex as expected. The biggest difference you mentioned it: Thunder seven of thirty-five from three, um, Utah fourteen of forty-seven from three. That's a seven-three difference. That's twenty-one points. Thunder lost this game by twenty-one points. Uh, there's your difference: is that Utah hit threes, and the Thunder did not. Uh, we're also getting some great comments. Ooh, yes, uh, on YouTube point. here, banking for Bancaro, blow for Bancaro. Uh, <laughs> I like them both. Thank you, guys. Um, Keep them coming. And, yeah. and send us some questions as well. well. We'll try and get to those at the end of the podcast. Definitely. So we can talk individual players. Taylor, I think there's some bigger themes we can discuss. But before we dive, any, we're already six and a half minutes in. Before we dive any deeper into this one, I, I just want to give a, a, a message to our listeners to Thunder fans out there, 
did this game like was it fun? Not necessarily. I think it was kind of fun because it was game number one. Right. But it, it was an ass beating. Like, let's call it what it is. Right. But you have to keep the perspective. The Utah Jazz are legit trying to win an NBA title this year. And, and they are one of the top favorites in the league to win a title. The Thunder are actively trying to play young players and focus on development. They're more concerned with player growth than wins on the scoreboard right now. So that's the first major gap today. The other thing is as Thunder fans, you have to take the long view approach here. It's not about, did you keep the game close against Utah? It's about, we have film of Trey Mann, of mm-hmm. Darius Baisley, of Josh Giddy, of Jeremiah Robinson Earl. We have film of them in October. And we want to compare that to film of them in April to measure growth, right? right. I I have a problem whenever I kind of evaluate this team, Taylor, of looking at it from the lens of my profession, which is education. And in education, everything is about growth. It's about my students come to me knowing this. And when they leave my class a year later, how much have they grown? How much have they learned? We do tests in school. We do um, assessments in school to see how much kids grow and how much they learn, right? It's the same thing for the Oklahoma City Thunder this year. These Very games true. are tests. And game to game, like tonight to Friday, you're not going to see a big change. But tonight to Christmas, you will. Mm-hmm. Christmas to Easter, you will. And that's the big thing that we're looking for is this growth over time. So don't be discouraged. Don't feel like it's not worth watching because they're not racking up W's. The investment this season is watching these young guys learn the NBA game process it, get better, and quote-unquote see the game slow down for them because that's how you start turning these good players into great players, right? And, and that's that's the whole mindset of the Oklahoma City Thunder this year. So I just wanted to preface our first post-game pod of the season. That is what we are looking for. We are not right. looking for, oh, man, they almost won <laughs> this game. Like The end result doesn't really matter. It's the progress over time. That I couldn't have said that any better. Um, that's perfect. Like you said, it's a, um, your profession, I think, is a perfect way to look at that as well, especially the stage that the Thunder find themselves in. Um, obviously, that's been brought up a lot by Dignall and Presti both over uh, almost consistently, really. Almost any time you talk to them, they bring that up. And uh, I think you're exactly spot on there. So maybe that's a good transition to some of the themes we saw for the team um, that I think, you know, some of the things, some of the stats that I mentioned at the top of this podcast, the the shooting, um, the rebounds, the fouls, the turnovers, those are things and some themes I think that we can look uh, look forward to seeing start to be corrected, um, start to improve. So come Christmas, maybe the Thunder aren't fouling quite as much as they did the first game of the regular season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, maybe they aren't turning the ball over quite as much or taking care of the ball. But some things that really stood out to me, and this is something you tweet about, at the very beginning of the game, I noticed there was a ton of off-ball picks trying to get players open, such as Shea off-ball, uh, Giddy, basically trying to create space for them to be able to drive through the rim, uh, create for others, or like uh, to get Lou Dort open for a three. Um, but as the game went along, there was not much ball movement at all. It was very much the old Thunder way of your turn, my turn. Not so much in, in, in the sense that they would call those plays, but because there was just nothing available. I think it's a very solid you know, like you mentioned, 
uh, a veteran team in the Utah Jazz. They're they're solid defense. These inexperienced players, and even the more experienced players, are just not a lot of chemistry. I think with that starting five, uh, which is the most important, but just throughout the the team in general so far. Totally agree. I I tweeted at one point tonight, Taylor that uh, in the third quarter, the offense looked a lot more like five individuals playing basketball than one unit playing basketball. Um, and, and I think that will correct over time and they'll get better at that over time. Um, but uh, yeah, it just kind of seemed, seemed a little disorganized and discombobulated. Um, it seemed like a lot of, like you mentioned, your turn, my turn type of stuff. Uh, so hopefully they start to get that hammered out and there starts to become more of a flow because when you have as good of passers as this team has, you want to see more of that, like an offense on a string where guys are moving exactly. and cutting uh, kind of Denver esque with Nikola Jokic in a way where guys are cutting off ball and whatnot. And, and you just didn't see a lot of that tonight. Uh, so hopefully they can start to build that over time. Absolutely. I think, uh, you know, again, this is one of my biggest themes heading into the season that Giddy SGA chemistry still just isn't quite there, which we don't expect it to be. Again, this is all with the disclaimer that this is the first game of the season. But, you know, I had a lot of people tweeting at me, Jacob, from the account tonight saying, man, like SGA just keeps taking the ball and ISO. Why, why are they not letting Giddy uh, initiate more offense? I think a lot of that's a fair point, but it's not that Dignot was calling those ISO plays. It was more so what we're getting at. There just wasn't a lot of opportunity. The plays break down. And so when there's only 10 seconds left on the shot clock, 14 seconds left on the shot clock, you see Shea basically having to go ISO, um, try and drive and either finish around the rim, draw the foul, or kick out and create for his teammates. I think that's where a lot of that probably stems from rather than just not letting Giddy run the offense. I think that's fair. And Dignall, Coach Dignall had a quote the other day where he said it was one of those preseason games against Denver that in a timeout they called a play, like a scoring play, to try to get Shea going because uh, they knew Shea needed to get like get a bucket and get in a rhythm. And once the guys jogged down to the court, Shea talked to Giddy and said, hey, we're, we're not going to run this play for me. We're going to run it for you to get you a bucket. Uh, really showing a level of leadership and, and maturity. Pre-season. So yep. it, but, it's, okay, it's not know, that they don't want to get in a chemistry and play off each other. It's just that takes time. Right. It takes time, and there's nothing that can make it happen rather than reps. You just have to get reps in to build that chemistry. Um, but from all accounts, they get along great, and they're working together. It's just going to take some time. Right. Now, one thing uh, that Dagna also mentioned there that I want to bring up is that, that he said that was something that Chris Paul did when he was on this Thunder team. Mm-hmm. So obviously, you know, we're, another, we're still seeing the the ripple effects of that Chris Paul leadership, We, which is pretty amazing. If you pull up podcasts from us from 20 months ago, Taylor, we talked about that. The impact that Chris's Chris's impact on Shea and how we would see it five, six years down the line. And we're uh, starting to see it now. And he's, he instilled so much in those kids. Which it would be, it's going to be even more fun, I think, to look at it two, four years down the line and maybe even see some of that in, in, installed in Giddy, right? Uh, passed yes. down from Shea, uh, which I think will be really cool. But hey, speaking of Shea, well, sorry. Are there any other team wide themes? You know, I think the only other thing that took out, stuck out to me the most, um, other than the stats I mentioned at the top of the podcast, were the defensive rotations. 
which are expected from very a bunch of guys on the oh yeah they extreme. got bludgeoned inside which we expected right and then That's a lot of those secondary efforts and rotations and closing out and helping the helper wasn't really there yes yes um but when you're getting your ass beat by 30 like i can right. get it too you know? well and also just when you're playing all these young inexperienced players you're playing them all together See? it's all their first the thing it's their is, first game playing together with a lot of these guys I thought some of the young guys played really good defense Fair. I thought yeah. Giddy and Trey Mann specifically, I thought played pretty good positional defense, getting their body yes. in front of the ball. That's a JRE. Well, and um, Poku were, even had a great play in the corner yeah. where he had a Clarkson in the corner and played some fantastic on ball defense on him. Was able to use Poku's size and length to his advantage. Um, because when Clarkson does his little, you know, fancy step back and tried to pull up for a three, um, you know, Poku held his ground, was able to use his mm-hmm. length and still contest a shot. The issue was he goes in for the rebound, right? Uh, Utah gets it, kicks it back out. Uh, Poku finds himself lost down under the basket, and then Clarkson's able to hit another corner three because nobody's yeah. out there to contest a shot. Yeah, there, I have some more thoughts on defensive players, but you were about to transition to Shea, so let's do that. Yep, okay, yeah, no, absolutely. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Shea was a lot of what we saw in preseason. And again, um, this isn't like a knock on Shea saying he's going to have a bad season, nothing like that. I mean, the fact that he still had 18 points in this game, 7 and 17 from the floor is pretty impressive because a lot of times, again, with the lack of chemistry that we saw that we just mentioned, it very much felt like he he almost felt the need to go one on five. Um, and he, he it was impressive. The thing that continues to stick out to me the most about Shea is he essentially can get his shot off whenever he wants to and can get to his spots almost whenever he wants to. Again, against a very good uh, Utah defense, he just isn't, the shot's just not going yet. But I think we're only a game or two or maybe less. Maybe it's more of like a half or a quarter away from Shea just catching fire, whether yeah. that be the step back three going, get the, the mid range going. We saw some of those where he, he drives, he um, basically is able to create space by um, 
kind of without committing an offensive foul, is able like to create leaning space into his and, defender. Right, right. He got that open little uh, free throw line J multiple times tonight. That, that's what after I was driving of that and corner, leaning into that elbow his man, shot. He just couldn't get it to drop, and it will right. drop. And then the three, right. he was one of seven tonight. Um, that the three ball drop. looks good. It, it's going to get there. It's going to get there. Some of them were, were highly contested. Yeah. Um, but what I loved was him creating, uh, initiating contact. Um, he only got to the free throw line five times, which I thought, or sorry, shot the uh, shot from the free throw line five times. Um, I thought that was kind of interesting because I felt like he was initiating a lot more contact than that. Mm-hmm. But again, a thing that we talked a lot about last year into this preseason, Shea's going to continue to drive and get to the rim. Led the league in drives uh, per possession last season. I think that's going to continue or be very close, <laughs> very close to leading the league again this season. Definitely. And I mean, the first bucket of the game was Shea going straight at Rudy Gobert and finishing around him. And then my favorite bucket of the game was the second bucket where Lou Dort put Rudy Gobert in row six. Oh my gosh, uh, just full on like Marshawn Lynch him. lowers the shoulder. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He just trucked him. It was, it was impressive. Unfortunately, Taylor, Lou didn't uh, finish around the rim much better after yeah, that. But yeah. The aggressiveness um, was still there. <laughs> Taylor, one thing that left a bit of a bad taste in my mouth tonight yeah. was Shea's defense. Yeah, that's I fair. Felt, I felt like it was very lackluster. I felt like there wasn't a lot of effort. I feel like Shea has the ability to be an incredibly good defender. And it's just he doesn't really buy in on that end very much. I hope to see some growth from him there this season and more effort because tonight I felt like that wasn't there. That is a fantastic point that I noticed, but never tweeted. Didn't really dive into. I'm really glad you brought that up. He's um, very lackadaisical getting over screens. He right. doesn't, he doesn't, and we saw some of that last If Shea would well. work as hard on defense as Lou does, I think Shea could be as good of a defender as Lou. Yeah. Is that a hot take. No, not at all. Um, no, I, I think you're sorry. Nick sent me a, uh, one of his tweets and I just wanted to, and we're actually going to bring this point up. I'm glad he sent it to me. So I was just making sure nothing like crazy happened. Um, uh, it was just something Dave not confirmed. However, I'm exactly with you. Uh, Shea has all the physical tools. We've seen that, right? We've seen him put on the size and the strength. He's utilizing it on the offensive end. We've seen it in the past that he can utilize it on the defensive end, but you're exactly right. It's almost like I... I know what this season is. I know what this game is. Um, I don't really want to buy in on the defensive end because it doesn't really matter for me right now, which that's not Shea's personality per se, but it it, it was interesting to see. Uh, And I'm exactly with you. I want to see him buy in because I think the, uh, one of the things that stood out to me the most about a player we'll get into in Josh Giddy is he can be a solid defender at this level, even as a rookie. So you have, a starting five, presumably of, of consisting of uh, Getty, Shea, and Lou, they're all bought in. I mean, that's a really fun three right there, you know, guarding um, basically guards in the wings. Mm-hmm. And so, um, no, I, I'm, I'm exactly with you. I think it's a really good point. Um, let's move on to a couple other players real quick. Um, try to, to churn this yep. out. Uh, we got to talk about Josh Giddy, two of seven from the field. Uh, did not attempt to three. His two makes were both floaters, which was were nice fun and nice to see. <laughs> yeah. Um, only three assists. I felt like he made a lot of really high level passes though. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially we're that pick that and roll to season. Jeremiah Robinson roll. That was um, gorgeous. But 10 rebounds is very nice to see. He, just utilizing he that the, size. 
he led the uh, he led the team with rebounds <laughs> and <laughs> as most rebounds from any Thunder in their debut rookie. Yeah, any Thunder rookie in their NBA debut, which is uh, really really impressive. Uh, only shot the ball seven times again. Like it did not look like the the Giddy we saw in the preseason. Um, he again he just kind of looked a little lost on the offensive end. The chemistry just isn't quite there yet. But I will say to all those that were tweeting at me and stuff, it it would be nice, especially uh, we we saw a lot where they don't would stagger Giddy and Shea um, after starting them together, closing with them together in the fourth. You know, he would stagger them. There was a little too much tail <laughs> Maladone for my liking. Uh, I know probably you're liking as well. I would like to see Josh Giddy initiate the offense during those times and those lineups. Yeah, I don't think that Teo should ever be initiating offense when Giddy or Shea Agreed. is on the court. Now, the issue um, is he was wide open from three, him being Teo, um, three or four different mi- times. Missed them and all. Just, yeah. Exactly. O of three from three. Um, and actually, Dagnall postgame today um, confirming that that is his guard rotation and Ty Jerome is not in it. Yes. So that is that is the tweet that I alluded or Yeah, the tweet, the text I alluded to earlier that Nick sent on to me. Um, that, that question was asked. I'm not sure if Nick asked it. He might have. He, he didn't provide details there. But yeah, basically saying that, yeah, uh, Dignall is invested in this rotation, it seems like. Um, it'll be interesting to evaluate this over a 5-10 game period. Because at that point, I think we will probably have an actual rotation intact. In, in but it seems that Ty is uh, out of favor with Dignall, which is interesting. Maybe that's a good transition, though, Jacob, into the first sub of the 2021-2022 season. None other than rookie Trey Mann. Well, that was a surprise a for me sub because uh, Isaiah Roby came in first. Oh, but Roby barely came in. Okay. Sorry, yes. Yeah, let's, right. let's talk Trey Mann. Um, other starters, I mean, Derek Favors exists. Um, <laughs> let, let, let's finish the starters real quick and let's just burn them. No, Derek yeah, Favors right. exists. Um, 20 minutes. Dort did not shoot the ball well. Um, I thought his defense was on par with how it always is. There's nothing exactly. too alarming, alarming about Dort. Um, I thought first half Baisley was not good, and I thought second half Baisley. I talk about this a lot on this podcast, Taylor. I thought second half Baisley was a little bit of mother effort. Baisley, yeah, he got some little mother effort, yeah. and he threw down two dunks. He got a little nasty. I like that you're using this term this season because and, you're exactly right. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that poster that he had where he 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 jabbed left on the right. Sorry. So if you're facing the basket, he was uh, on the right wing. He mm-hmm. gets the ball, jabs left, gets his defender off balance, drives to the rim, just strong doesn't do anything else but yeah then he has a defender come up on him and just not a defender it's on white side white I mean, side he, yeah that, he that's on white side i mean that was awesome, awesome. Yeah. he um i he love ends, how aggressive basley has been and i'm yeah. sorry i guess basically he basically deserves a minute or so here um before we, we dive into other players i know we're running out of time only he, one of seven from three for basley yep but five of 14 from the field not efficient but 15 points seven yep. rebounds two assists and only one turnover four or five from the free throw line. That was great to see. Basically just. I like when he's aggressive and he's not passive. Yes, I agree with that. And he, I think we're like, seeing that more consistently, but he's always, and, and again, on this team, it, it makes sense, but he's just, he's one that continues to take poor shot. It, it, it continues to have poor shot selection. Yeah. I don't like when he catches the ball on the wing and is like indecisive and wants to yes. jab step. A and he few sits times there and, and jab steps and pump. Like, I would just want him to be decisive, three. catch the ball, rip through to the basket go try to rip somebody's damn head off yes and i think that's what i'm hoping i'm so i love that you said that um because that's what i'm hoping to see the most from basely 
over, you know, like you said, maybe up until Christmas, decisiveness, right? Mm-hmm. There's no need for that jab step, hesitation, you know what, you know, BS, drive to the rim, use your size yeah. and strength be, that be you're assertive. starting to realize, right? Assertive right. and decisive, I think are the two big words for Baisley. I love that. Right. Um, first sub off the bench was Roby, four of eight from the field, eight point six rebounds. Um, kind of like athletic a last night, but that I mean, he had the poster of the night. He yammed Ooh. on that poor boy. That guy's got a family, Taylor. <laughs> I had the video. I, did, I I was like so caught up in it all. I don't That's even know crime. who it was, but that was a. Uh, it might have been Jared Butler. Ooh. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but we were leading into this, and I think maybe we don't. I mean, Jeremiah Robinson Earl shot the ball well tonight. Just pick and popped because Utah strictly plays drop coverage. Um, so he got tons of open shots. Poku, 0 of 2 from the field, three rebounds, three assists, two turnovers, nothing to write home about. We got some Vit Kretschke minutes. Vit, yeah, Vit at the very Kretschke. end. Vit, um, Vit Kenrich, Kenrich played and did Kenrich stuff. Nothing to read into there. We already know how Ken- I feel Kenrich about Maladon. So, so let's end the show, Taylor, talking some Trey May. Trey Man, JRE. <laughs> JRE. Yeah. Trey Man really impressed me tonight. Me too. And I tweeted this out from the account. Um, you know, Jacob, I, you and I have talked about this. We all have talked about this as a group within our podcast, but I did not expect Trey Man to be so ready or so NBA ready so early. I expected him to be um, honestly physically weak um, in, in terms of being able to hold up defensively and also being able to create his own shot against bigger NBA defenders, longer NBA defenders. That's something we obviously have heard Giddy talk about, um, even the, the the speed and pace of the game. Like Trey Mann's been able to adjust in all of those areas. He only had quote unquote nine points only, but man, he could have had way. I mean, those, all the shots looked on point. His stroke looks amazing. That step back is just about unguardable. He has He's that got like a really nice, like little hezzy rock back crossover that just creates that, so yeah, much space. Right. And from there, he can either drive to the rim or he can go into that step back that we keep mm-hmm. talking about. And um, he shot four of seven tonight. Like you mentioned, nine points, one of two from three, an assist, a steal, a block, a turnover. But maybe most impressive to me, and, and Nate Sanders yep. hitting on it right here nice in the up. YouTube yep. chat right now, his defense. He moved his feet really well. He guarded with his chest on his man, didn't use his hands, stayed in front of the ball. Uh, He did that multiple times against Jordan Clarkson, who's one of the slippier, slippier, is that a word? Slippier? Yeah, slippiest. But still. One of the slippiest guys in the league. Six man of the year. Uh He won that because of his scoring, his scoring ability. And Trey Mann played some solid defense on him as a rookie. I was very impressed. Extremely impressed. Um, I would like to see Trey Mann, and this is something you know throughout the season. I I hope to see develop him being able to play a little more off ball, being able to move off ball and get open, um, and for obviously his teammates to be able to find him in those lineups, and for him to be able to just uh, be more of a spot up shooter as well. But man, I mean, having I, that no pun intended, man, having that <laughs> off the bench <laughs> to be able to to utilize and to create offense for that bench unit that desperately needs it. Yeah. Um, I can see, see I can see a scenario where Trey starts knocking down threes and guys close out on him and you get giddy and shade drives that are kickouts to Trey and guys close out to him and he does the little head fake one dribble in like that sidestep Harden type shot where he steps back and just murders people with it like he, absolutely he looked very impressive tonight and I was very excited absolutely um Jacob it, it, I know you have to ju- jump off here pretty quick if you need to go I can finish this up 
Um, but I just want to mention really quick JRE. Yeah. As well, just because I think um, outside, I mean, if you consider Baisley a big, maybe this statement would be incorrect. But I, I, considering Baisley more of like a wing for this team, I think JRE maybe was the best big for OKC tonight um, in his rookie debut. 10 points, four of six from the field, two of three from three, just making all the right smart plays. He's, mm-hmm. he's NBA ready, just like we expected and we all talked about um, during the preseason. Really impressive stuff from both ends, I think, for JRE. I mean, I th- thought he even competed. Don't get me wrong. There was a, a certainly a handful of rookie mistakes on the defensive end, but I thought he maybe even battled a little better than somebody like Roby did tonight. Yeah. They're, like I mentioned, Utah notoriously plays drop coverage, so the pick and pop is always there against Utah. Uh, I thought he played that well. But what was more impressive to me, he had that pick and roll read with Josh Giddy. He had another like dry, um, cut to the basket where someone passed it to him on a cut for like an open dunk. Um, Giddy has said it multiple times, but the kid just has a a very high basketball IQ, knows where to be, knows how to play. Um, I, I've said it on this podcast before. I'll say it again. He, he's got a lot of um, uh, a Nick Collison in him. To yes, me. absolutely. Just very fundamental, absolutely. very smart, very very um, intelligent player. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I keep saying that, <laughs> but I, I agree with you. Completely. I know I just made great points that all you yeah, can that's do right. is just absolutely. Say, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, when, I'm Paul George, right? Isn't that what you, I think yeah. that's what he absolutely. used to always absolutely. say. Absolutely. He always says it twice though. Yeah, he, right. You gotta, you gotta repeat it. That's a must. Um, but I will say, I think, you know, Derek favors, um, he'll be in the lineup for a while, but I don't expect that to, to continue throughout the season. Where yeah, we Favors thought maybe got 20 minutes tonight. I think that's probably going to be right on pace. Exactly. Exactly. He might start, but probably won't finish games, um, even if it's close. But it's, I, I bring that up because, you know, we kind of talked about like the Thunder's fun, quote unquote, death lineup that we love to like see develop throughout the season, basically being the starters instead of Favors throwing Poku. Jacob, there's a real world if Poku, again, this is all the first game, but if Poku continues to struggle some, JRE might be the right player to plug in there. Yeah. Instead of well, I kind of want to see like a Shea, Trey, Lou, Giddy, Poku slash Baisley lineup. I think that'd be a blast. Yeah, too. absolutely. There, yeah, there's absolutely a lot of fun blast. tinkering that Dignall can, and I think it's the, the other thing. Maybe that's the thing we end on. Like Dignall has a lot of flexibility with this roster. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of different lineups to plug and play. We're going to see a lot of experimentation throughout the majority of the season. But I do hope he kind of like starts to settle on some of the best ones. And that's something maybe we yeah. can start to focus on as we go through. Some and he played games. a lot of guys tonight. He played like 11 or 12 guys tonight. Absolutely. So. And we might see that longer than like see that see that rotation uh, be uh, longer than than most teams later into the season. Just for that Definitely. very reason. Definitely. Starting on Friday night. That's right. You can see it at Prairie Ale House, downtown OKC. Come hang out with Taylor and I. As we watch the Thunder take on the Houston Rockets, we'll buy you a beer. We've got good food. We've got stickers. We've got giveaways. Taylor went and bought some stuff we to give do. away today. I didn't even mention that. Yeah, well, I got an uh, official uh, Thunder NBA game ball from the, the Thunder store and got a pretty sick uh, corduroy Thunder hat, you know, because the, the old school hats are coming back in style. Definitely. We'll give away some beers at halftime as well, some more beers. It's going to be a good time. So come hang out with Taylor and I Friday night, October 22nd. Game tips at 7 p.m. Get there a little bit early to get yourself a seat, get yourself a beer, get yourself some food. I think Magus and Table, their Vietnamese food, 
but they're gonna do wings and fries for us for 10 bucks it's a deal so come hang out taylor take us out of here man well jacob thank you again for joining me obviously (laughs) not the most uh fun game to break down but what you guys can expect and gals can expect from the uncontested throughout the seasons we're always going to find some of the fun things like we mentioned earlier in the podcast player development um different themes are going to continue uh, to show throughout the season the thunder end up losing this one 107 to 86 0 and 1 start the season but the uncontested is just getting started so continue to stay tuned here at the uncontested we have you covered with um post-game podcasts with highlights with uh, our weekly podcast on sunday be sure to tune in on sunday evenings uh, we'll be live every sunday evening and then if you missed that we'll also have that uh, podcast form on mondays so continue to stay tuned. Thank you guys again for tuning in. Check out Blue Wire Podcast. Check out our friends over at SI Thunder. And until Friday, in person, Thunder up.